Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. Recently, a an issue has hit our local community here in Houston, Texas, where Ethan and I reside, um, in a neighborhood where many of our friends live. We don't live ourselves. Many anti-Semitic flyers had been found on, found on the doorsteps of, of, of many homes in the neighborhood. And these flyers used anti-Semitic tropes, claiming the Jews had you know, an exorbitant amount, of pow- exorbitant amount of power in the government, saying the Jews had all the money in the world, saying that all Jews were rich. It, it went into anti-Semitic tropes, saying that Jews had horns and and big noses. Um, and the community has had to respond. And one of the interesting things I found out after this event occurred is that when is that anti-Semitic flyers are not actually a hate crime; it's a hate incident. And it got me thinking a little bit about what constitutes a hate crime. So we're going to discuss that today and what the hate crime scene looks like here in the United States. Yeah. So the the so the law enforcement in response to this said that it wasn't a crime, that the most that these people could be prosecuted for, and they didn't actually find who it was, uh, was for littering. They're allowed to say all these things. It's, the, it's free speech. Um but they, all they could say was, well, I guess, you know, they could have lit, they could say it was littering on the people's lawns for putting it there. So what actually constitutes a hate crime? A hate crime is any crime that's motivated by bias against a certain group. That group can be a religious group, racial, ethnic, uh, a gender group, sexual, sexual orientation group, or really any other type of group. Um, and so it has to be a type of crime motivated by bias, right? The bias is the extra part, but it still has to be a crime on its own. So think things like vandalism, assault, property damage, threats of violence. All of these things are crimes on their own, but there are hate crimes because you add in the you add in the motivation of bias and hate. So things that wouldn't be considered hate crimes and are considered hate incidents or what or what Josh said, the flyers, the anti-Semitic flyers in our city. And in addition, things like yelling someone, yelling slurs at someone, offending someone, yelling at people, things that are considered hate speech, they aren't actually crimes themselves and can't be prosecuted as such. They're considered incidents. So some examples of of things that are actually hate crimes are, for example, um, race-based, you know, attacks like uh, beatings. Sometimes you hear about people stalking outside gay bars or gay clubs to harass, um, physically, you know, assault uh, patrons. That would be a hate crime against the, the LGBTQ plus community. You see things like swastikas on on Jewish cemeteries or synagogues. That's a hate crime because it's vandalism, you know, attached with hate. Uh, so it's when the hate, you know, then then turns into a crime and manifests. And what we've been seeing in the United States is that hate crimes are on the rise. Um, we're gonna, you know, there's a lot of different statistics out there. A lot of different organizations are tracking extremism and hate, but the trend from every single organization and and website and and source that I found was that hate crimes have been increasing um, in recent years. So in California in 2021, there was a study conducted by the state government that said there was a 54% increase in in hate crimes. In New York City in 2021, anti-Jewish hate crimes were up 71%. 
um, in 2020, U.S. In, you know, as a whole, hate crimes increased by six percent from 2019. And this is when there were, you know, many people were in lockdown for many months, so that not as many hate crimes could have occurred. And many precincts, you know, local police police organizations and, and law enforcement organizations weren't reporting. Hundreds of organizations stopped reporting in 2020. Even with this, there was an increase in, in hate crimes. Um, the Center for Study of Hate and Extremism at California State University, uh, which was looking at, at, at hate crimes in, in the major cities, looked at recognized a 44% increase of, in, of hate crimes in 2021 in major cities. So it just it just keeps rising. And in 2020, when, when looking at uh, incidents, hate incidents, not hate crimes, 61, 62% of these incidents were based on race and ethnicity. About 20% were based on sexual orientation, 13% for religion, 2.7% for gender identity, and about 1.5% for disability. So those are really the breakdowns, and those are for incidents, but it's similar as well for hate crimes. It's all based, um, and these numbers continue to rise. They just increase and increase every year, and we're seeing all-time highs in the last few years that haven't been seen in decades or, or ever. And so law enforcement, when dealing with hate, with hate crimes, they don't just call every single hate crime a hate crime broadly. They have to distinguish between one and the other um, for different cases and depending on what actually happened. And so they have four different types of hate crimes, thrill seekers, defensive hate crimes, retaliatory hate crimes, and mission offender hate crimes. Thrill seekers, which are the most broad uh, and which occur the most often, um, are hate crimes in which people who are angry think like young people, they're often drunk, they're angry, they want the fun of attacking someone. And so they do this not usually just based on the fact that they hate the people so much. It's more based on the fact that they just want to do it for the fun of it. Um, and they choose a people of a certain race or a certain religion or a certain ethnicity or gender because it's not their own gender. And so it's easier to do, to, it's easier to do this to someone else, usually a vulnerable or minority community where they can easily attack them and hurt them. And then you have defensive hate crimes. And these are when attackers are trying to defend their territory from groups they believe are encroaching. Um, for example, say there's a, a white neighborhood and white supremacists are trying to defend their turf from from, you know, maybe different ethnic groups or different races that are that are moving in and they would attack. And, and, and this attack would not only be, you know, rep not only be against the one person who you know, was the victim, but it would be against the whole community sending a message message from these you know, hateful people that they were not welcome. And in addition, defensive hate crimes, uh, the people who commit them usually believe, they actually truly believe that they're doing their community a favor. They believe that everyone doesn't, everyone agrees with them that they don't want this certain group to move in to their community. And they don't want this certain group to be able to go to the same park as them. That they want to separate themselves from everyone else. And they believe that everyone agrees with them. And because they have this belief that they're the ones doing what everyone else is too afraid to do, that... And because they have the belief that and because they have the belief that everyone else wants this, they use this to justify their actions and say that they're the ones who have bravery and are the only ones who are willing to do what everyone else wants to be done. And then you have, which is kind of similar to defensive attacks, you have retaliatory attacks. And these are attacks after a major event um, or, you know, something that was in the national news. And they seek to to to, to incite revenge against a group because they claim that group was involved in, in the national news or, you know, say there was a terrorist attack. They say that, that group was involved in the terrorist attack. For example, after 9-11, there was a 1600 percent increase 
in Muslim hate crime attacks because, you know, groups who were attacking the Muslims, the different people said that the Muslims were involved in Al Qaeda's, uh, you know, uh, plane crashes in, in the Twin Towers, et cetera, involved in 9-11, which they obviously weren't. And that was obviously um, anti-Muslim and discriminatory, um, but they were trying to retaliate against that, that group for the attacks. Another example of retaliatory attacks would be in 2020 when you had COVID was breaking out um, in the national news. You had the president saying, you know, the Wuhan virus, the president spewing some questionable things um, that could have incited hate. And then anti-Asian American hate increased, you know, by, by a large percentage as well. Um, I believe over by over a hundred percent in in 2020, and then again it increased in 2021 when there's the the U.S. tensions between between in the trade war with China. Um, people in the United States took that out against Asian Americans. And then the last as, type, as revenge, and then and then the last type of hate crimes which occur the least often, they're the most rare. Um, these are called mission offending hate crimes, and these are when groups of people have a mission to destroy and bring down another group through intensive planning and methods. They'll often write uh, pamphlets and manifestos and spread them throughout the internet. They'll use hate groups to talk about their plans, detailed uh, plans on step-by-step -step on how to take down a certain group. And this often overlaps with terrorism. They both have similar aspects um, in definition and in practice. And so they're, they're, pretty, they're very similar. So why do these hate crimes occur? Um, as we talked about, Often they're because of national events, 9-11, COVID-19, trade war with China, Israel, Hamas conflict in 2021, it's the, often national events. Um, but the question is, why ha have trends been, been increasing towards more and more hate crimes each year? And I really think this is representative of a larger trend in America towards partisanship, towards the group, towards rather than the collective. And towards extremism, we've seen extremist groups grow. We've seen QAnon grow. Um, we've seen groups on both the far left and the far right grow. Um, we've seen social media become very toxic. And the threats that are made on social media have been taken in. You know, these are these are just hate incidents have been taken into crimes. And that's why we're we're seeing larger amounts of hate crimes. It just represents the larger division we see in our country in 2022. Yeah, we we really saw since 2016 when Trump became president, an increase in these crimes because people embraced extremism. They embraced hate towards others. And ultimately, this hate manifested in crimes and other hate incidents. So the real challenge is, is, is what is the, how do you solve it? How do you decrease hate incidents? We are not the ones qualified to tell, to, you know, to explain that. What, what we can explain is the large reporting deficit. One of the major issues with the, all the data we've been citing is that a large amount of hate crimes that occur, hate incidents were not reported. I've had a hate incident occur against me. I never reported it. It was, you know, three or four years ago, but still, you know, there, people need to know how to report hate incidents so we can have clearer data. When we have clearer data, the, the, the right amount of resources can be allocated to fix the issue. So it's really important that, that we fix the reporting deficit and report more hate crimes when they occur. This is going to bring a close to this week's episode of The Young Perspective. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our website, the underscore. Make sure to check out our website, theyoungperspective.net, and check back with us every week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.